Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Travel Reset interview series, where we are chatting with industry experts about the return to travel, what we can do to restore travel confidence, and how to redefine healthy travel in 2021 and beyond. My name is Pascal Guignard. I'm the Chief Commercial Officer at Sanctifly. Sanctifly is the global leader in travel wellness. Through the Sanctifly app, we help guide, direct, and give easy access to all things good for us when we travel. Our members get exclusive access to wellness, relaxation, fitness, and leisure facilities at airports globally, changing our travel habits for the better. Now, today I'm very excited to be joined by Thomas Klein. Tom is an accomplished C-suite executive with an impressive 35 years plus career mm. across the hospitality, tourism, and wellness-related industries. He worked for prestigious names such as Ritz-Carlton, Sun International, Mervyn Peak, Fairmont Hotels, and many more. Most recently at Canyon Ranch, Thomas served as president and CEO of his global leader in healthy living and luxury wellness with location in North America and on 22 cruise ships. Actually, Queen Mary II jumps to mind. <laughs> Today, Thomas is the founder and CEO of TAK Hospitality Consulting, which is a boutique consulting company providing expert advice to the wellness, tourism, and hospitality sectors. Tom, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Pascal, and it's a pleasure to be with you and your audience. And look, I love what you and Sanctify do in the marketplace to, you know, instill a high degree of confidence in travel or opening up travel again, you know, and, and it really takes uh, that positive outlook and look realistic and factual outlook in order to reinstill the confidence and trust with the uh, with the traveler today. So. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Excellent. Thank you. And you just touch on a couple of things, positive outlook and confidence. And this is all what we are trying to bring through Sanctify to enable the travelers to return safely to travel. So one thing we're going to try to do today is to concentrate on lodging accommodation. Many things have been said until now about a return to travel linked to air travel, airlines, but I think we've forgotten a little bit to start talking about what we should expect and demand from accommodation provider. So, we are now 12 months into this crisis. There are positive signs that we could soon return to travel. It would be interesting for viewers to find out um, how things are today in the U.S. hotel business. Yeah. Look, if if I was to say it wasn't tough, I, I wouldn't be saying the truth, but I am also the world's greatest optimist, and there is a lot of light um, in the tunnel, particularly here in the U.S., which I'll speak a little bit more specifically, um, because the industry is starting to come back. Air travel is a critical component of that, whether it's corporate or leisure travel. Um, the industry, the hospitality industry has been extremely um, well prepared for the reopening. It, you know, here we are March, early March, 
and it's we're a year into this pandemic. Uh, nobody really knew how long this would last. Things are still moving and moving at a pace where um, we're dependent on the vaccine rollout. Right now, I think if you look at the U.S., we're 30 million plus, so a little over percent of the population been vaccinated with a very aggressive plan to continue that vaccination with the target of getting all vaccinations completed by the end of July. So that really has instilled a high level of confidence in the traveler and traveling across the U.S., whether it's at the corporate business or leisure travel. Um, so it, it has been a devastating impact on the industry. But, you know, we hoteliers, hospitality people, we're always the world's greatest optimists. This is one of those where I can't take a book off the shelf and say, what did we do last time? The industry has really taken a proactive uh, approach to, number one, instilling trust and confidence in the consumer, in the traveler, that we are looking after the well-being of our guests to ensure that they, you know, what was what was historically a very high-touch business has now turned into a bit of a low-touch business in the sense of how we technology still give the guests the journey and experience that they're looking for when they travel. And most importantly here is trust. So what are you doing to mitigate the risk of, um, you know, uh, uh, the COVID-19 and the pandemic and minimizing any exposure or risk? So it's what steps are they taking and how are they doing it? And then, of course, it's getting all the employees back to work. Employees have a high level of anxiety because they're also want to be safe. They want to be in an environment where, you know, they're protected from uh, employees, they're protected from the guests. And, you know, the management companies, particularly in the bigger brands, have rolled out some very good and thought out initiatives. And if you look at the U.S., the American Hotel Lodging Association has been very proactive in rolling out best practices. Behind those masks, there's still smiling faces and people that are working you know, in very difficult situations, but they want to help and serve you. So it does take a little bit of empathy and patience also from the traveler today. You, you touched on a couple of points. I'm going to be coming back on uh, during these discussions. You talk about the industry reinventing itself. You talk about trust. And then, you know, one thing which, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned, which I've also found of great interest is the attention that the major hotel chains are putting into vaccinating their staff. And not only they do it, but they promote it as a sort of a commercial, I would right. say, a benefit for their future guests. I, I find that it's I mean, nobody would have thought 12 months ago that a major hotel chain would stop advertising their vaccination program for their employees. I mean, you know, it's, it's quite unique. No, it, it is unique. But I think, Pascal, and, and to all the, uh, all the audience that's, that's listening here, it is, it is promoting that you're being proactive in that area. It's it's no not good just to do it, and you must deliver on your promise. If you're safe, you have to make absolutely certain that the protocols are in place. You know whether it's social distance, where it's whether it's mask wearing, you know whether it's air filtration systems in some of the hotels that they've taken a proactive step in making sure that the, the air systems are clean and well maintained. Once you instill that confidence and you have to promote, and I encourage the listeners to look on the websites, and the websites tell you a lot as well. 
um, that they are taking it serious and proactively. It is, it is once we instill that trust and they'll re reinstill confidence, not only in staying at hotels, but also flying. Look, I just flew from uh, uh, Palm Springs, California, where I'm based, to Florida and, and transited in Dallas, Fort Worth. And the protocols were strict and they need to be strict right now. Um, but I felt comfortable because of the communication when I booked my flight and, and the, the rules and guidelines were posted on the website and we all adhered to them. And look, we say, how long is this going to last? I don't know. <laughs> I okay. don't know. You know, some protocols will stay in place for some time, but at least we'll, we'll be able to get out and travel, travel safely and socialize and be with family and friends. You mentioned, you talk about protocol, you talk about prevention measures. As a traveler, am I safer staying in an international, well-known hotel chain, or am I equally protected by staying into an independently managed property? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it, look, it's a great question, Pascal. I think the brands, the bigger brands, um, certainly, I speak for the United States here. I know that there are different international protocols, but if I, I recently stayed at a Fairmont Hotels where the protocols were exceptional. I, it, it, would be, it, it would not be right of me to say that the independent operators do not take it as serious as the bigger brands, because quite, quite frankly, they do. I've got some very good friends in the industry that um, are independent hotel operators and, and they want to bring their loyal customers back. I think, you, I think where the opportunity lies is in the big convention city hotels um, because large gathering of groups are not taking place yet and I think it'll be some time before you can put two or three thousand people in a, in a convention hall or in a meeting space, but they will come back. They will come back. Um, so, so the it, and it's in in the states also the resort destinations still do quite well. Why? Because a lot of the activities are outdoors. They can practice social distancing. Um, so they are taking it serious, and, and they're all looking at you know how do we bring our guests back, and how do we do? I always say running our operation, do more with less, but still give the guests a, a fantastic experience while with us at the hotel. You know, moving from their 30-40% occupancies back up into 50s and, you know, mid-50s. So it is starting to come back. That, that's very interesting what you just mentioned. Do you think this comeback is linked to the business traveler returning to the air and staying at hotel? Is it more leisure traveler driven? What are your thoughts on that? Right now, we're seeing the statistics show us they're more the leisure traveler that are coming back. Mm -hmm. The business traveler is coming back at a slower pace. Um, and I think uh, leisure travel will come back in, oh gosh, within the next eight to 12 months. And if you look at the statistics and what the hoteliers are saying out there, that is going to be 2023, 20, maybe late 22, 23, 24, before you get back to any levels that one could, you know, associate with pre-pandemic numbers. Okay, that's good to know. That's, that's encouraging as well. Yes. So let's imagine tomorrow I'm facing my first uh, return to travel as a business traveler. I need to book a hotel. What should I be looking for? 
before I decide to book this particular property or this particular property, are there any particular sign, any particular information I should be looking for before I book my hotel stay in order to make sure that I am reasonably safe while staying at the property? Yeah, great question. I, I, I look, I, as I mentioned earlier, go on the hotel's website. Uh, look to see if there's any level of certification on there relative to standards and cleanliness and protocols. If I went onto a hotel or a resort website now and saw nothing that references uh, the, the COVID-19 or the pandemic, that, that says that we as, a ho as an operator are being proactive in what we're doing to mitigate any exposure for you. Um, but you're, gonna, you're going to see um, uh, some that when you look at these protocols, you're going to see restaurant hours or restaurant operations that have been modified. You're going to look and you're going to see cleaning standard services that have been modified and they will note those on their website. Look at the website, do your research. If you need to pick up the phone and call and, and ask the question, um, you know, from, from even from vaccinations or protocols that the, that the hotel or resort may have in place. And, and the hoteliers um, are, are really being proactive in soliciting feedback from the guests when they're with us. You know, how was your stay? Is there anything we could have improved on? I think when you look and you see, oh, I don't have room service, or my room is only being cleaned every third or fourth day because they're trying to mitigate any close contact. I think we as a customer also need to be patient and understanding when we go to hotels that the services are going to be somewhat modified. And we need to be, we need to have, we need to exercise some patience and, and empathy um, because they're really working hard right now to instill that trust with the consumer. So they will, to your point earlier, is promote what you're doing. You know, mm -hmm. let, let your, your, your guests know that you have taken this serious and you are being proactive and you're welcoming back with open arms. Very good, very good, thank you. But the, the very interesting listening to you. So you, we talked about hotels, and obviously, I mean, even before the COVID uh, crisis started, there was a very strong presence in terms of accommodation of those online lodging booking platform. And I'm, for example, referring to Airbnb. Do you think that today the likes of Airbnb are as equally prepared to welcome visitors and people staying at these properties in the same manner a hotel is prepared? In other words, am I as safe staying in a hotel as I could be staying in an Airbnb property? Yeah, another good question. And I, I need to be careful how to answer this because different homeowners manage their, uh, their homes uh, differently. Uh, but th look, the short answer to the, your question is, I would rather to stay in a hotel, um, a major brand that I know uh, where they're being proactive in managing the protocols. Now that by any stretch of the imagination does not mean that Airbnb and or the respective homeowners that I have rental homes, we, we follow the protocols right down to the T with, with, our, with our rental. Nobody comes in we have a 24-hour period before anybody else can come in. The, the entire home is sanitized, is cleaned. It's, you know, we follow the exactly same protocol. And I am absolutely certain 
and know for a fact that a lot of participants in the Airbnb platform do do exactly the same. But you are dependent on the owner. So therein lies the risk factor, and it's a judgment call that you as the traveler will have to make. And again, I would encourage you um, or the traveler to uh, the audience here, you know, ask the question um, with Airbnb, and I think um, hold them accountable. (laughs) You know, quality today is really critically important. You made several references during our conversation to to the U.S. and what is happening on the U.S. market. You obviously have a very strong international experience as well. Do you think that the same approach is being used across hotels and properties globally outside of the U.S.? So if I check in at a Hyatt property in the U.S., am I likely to have the same sort of uh, prevention measures in a property, whether it's in China, in Africa, or wherever, do you think there is a a, a, a continuous uh, application of those measures? Um, Look, the world's a big place. Um, If if I'm looking at places that, I mean, Europe, for example, um, I think if I look at UK, Germany, Switzerland, uh, these areas, they have had very good protocols in place. And, and, and the, the big brands and, uh, that have representation in those marketplaces, yes, I would say there's a reasonable degree of conflict. If I look at Israel right now, Israel's is 100% open and the travelers mm. are coming and going. But if I look at, take again Israel, I think 90% of the population has been, pop, has been vaccinated, if not all of them. You know, so it's, you know, it's, uh, would I be, if I look in some of the countries in Africa and other parts of the world where where they don't have the resources to be able to take these protocols to the level that you do in some other more, you know, Western established parts of the world, I would say you're taking a risk and I would be very cautious about that. And and, and I would wait longer um, before I would travel to those destinations. Um, but again, that information is readily is readily available, and I think the traveler today needs to needs to be informed. Um, and and there are resources. Um, if you don't get the information, I would exercise with caution. And I personally, I personally would not travel at this stage um, until I you know you can still that confidence. But for the bigger brands on a global footprint standpoint, I think they are being very proactive. And certainly from what I've seen and speaking to some of my colleagues in the marketplace where they do have global um, uh, hotels, they're taking it quite serious. And I would feel comfortable in, uh, in going to those destinations. You know, it, travel is interesting because hotels are one thing. If you think about travel, leaving your home, are you getting in a car service? You're taking Uber. You've got somebody um, driving you. You've got to get to the airport. You know, you got to stop at the desk at the airlines, the airports, and just think about that journey from where you start to where you end. All those touch points um, and all of the people that um, are, are providing you a service, and you're hoping and trusting that they are being proactive in keeping you safe. You know, I, I'm again, as I said at the onset, I'm pretty optimistic and I think people are pretty responsible. We want to take, we want to open up the doors again. We want to open up travel. And we all recognize that take, it takes a village, which is, you know, again, if I look at Sanctify and everything that, you know, you as an organization are communicating to the consumer, 
Uh, you deserve great credit. Um, and, you know, health and wellness is critically important. If, if there's anything that's come out of this pandemic, it's a greater awareness of personal health and wellness. And we as human beings are vulnerable. And we as human beings need to take care of each other and ourselves, you know, first and foremost. And I think we've got a better appreciation for, um, you know, just living life as a whole. You know, and smelling the roses, as I say, take the time to reflect, making sure we take care of ourselves and each other. And, and, and what do we need to do today to prevent a pandemic of this magnitude to come at us again? How can we be, more, be better people in, in, on a global footprint basis? Yeah, thank you. That, and, and, and thank you for the, the reference to Sanctify. I mean, you know, clearly we, we, we try our best to inform our members, but also more importantly, to provide them with a greater suite of benefits which reflect their evolving requirement as, as they return to travel. One thing which uh, for me, uh, I've, been, I've been sort of like uh, very keen on asking you that question. You sent several very optimistic messages which I entirely share with you and support. Do you think that once we will have this pandemic behind us once and for good, do you think it will leave some permanent marks on the industry? Are we going to go back to the hotel industry we knew pre-March 2020, or there will be some permanent changes which will stay for some years to come? Yeah, I think there'll be some changes that will be permanent, not even for some years to change. I think, okay. I think technology has certainly stepped to the forefront. How do we integrate technology to enhance the guest experience um, where you don't, where you have less touch. Simple things like automatic check-in. Um, you don't, do you need a front desk? You know, how important is the front desk for check-in and check-out? How important is concierge service? You know, how do we handle baggage? You know, some of these things, restaurants, if you look at restaurants, QR codes are now being used for menus. There's no reason that can't stay into perpetuity. And, and, you know, technology will continue to evolve in the hospitality space and many other businesses that, you know, for, for that matter. Certainly the protocols relative to, if anything, we've really learned how to clean. We've really learned how to keep hygiene at the top of the list. Those some of those initiatives uh, will stay, and 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 you know even even to a point you know social distancing will it be six feet apart? Uh, probably not. I think we as human people need to socialize again. We need to get back together. It, it's part of living a healthy, long, happy life is socializing with family and friends and getting together. You know, people often say, "Thought, oh gosh, we're never going to have face-to-face -face meetings again." I, I don't believe that for a minute. May we have less, but we will. We will still have the, you know, the face-to-face -face meetings, the bigger group meetings. Um, I think those will come back at, at a slower pace. But certainly, some of the other operating standards, um, they will stay um, because we may have gotten too relaxed. And, and and this has been a good lesson for us also as an industry to cl pay closer closer attention to some of these initiatives that we've now rolled out and over the past year have made a standard and they will be here to stay. And I, and I stress again, 
uh, technology will be a big part of that, but nothing will replace human interaction. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Thank you. They're very interesting thoughts. Thanks. Thanks for sharing them with us. What one thing I wanted to ask you as well is the as an from an outsider perspective, the, the hotel business model was very much, I stay at the hotel, I pay for my room, I go to the bar, I pay for my drink, I go to the restaurant, pay for my food. Do you see that business model evolving in terms of hoteliers being keen on opening the door to less traditional revenue source, as, as in allowing outsiders, walking business, daytime users coming up to beef up some of their revenues? Yeah, another great question. Clearly, you know, the revenue, uh, the revenue streams for food and beverage in rooms have been hit very hard. I think one of the things that you see is really the health and wellness space has just taken off. If I look at the uh, Global Wellness Institute, you know, their statistics show it's a $4.7 trillion business, which is just growing exponentially right now. Why is that? I think through the pandemic, as I mentioned a few moments ago, people are looking at their well-being. Are they looking at their, 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 their physical well-being, their mental well-being? their you know their their psychology if you look at mental illness today as a whole it's it, it's become an, an issue which is now at the forefront so a lot of the operators are now looking how can we enhance our wellness programs um you know how can we how can we do more say meditation programs how do we provide those yoga experience how do we provide and these are all revenue streams and you know where historically one would look at a gym, okay, where can I put the gym in the hotel, which is, you know, kind of hidden away and a little difficult to get to. Any operator to make sure that they focus on the health and wellness um, space within their properties, I think that that's going to be an important part of it, you know, and, and, and then, uh, and that's a revenue stream for them as well. Um, you've got to be careful how you administer it and make sure that it's at the authentic level and that you're able to deliver and execute on your promise. That's a, that, that, that's a whole other challenge. But uh, that is certainly a revenue stream that um, we have seen uh, many of the operators embrace, and you'll see that continue into the foreseeable future. Um, food and beverage, I think everybody's learned how to be creative on outdoor dining. Instead of having big open spaces, how do you create more intimate, smaller spaces where you can mitigate large gatherings with people? So the industry, look, hospitality, very creative and smart, intelligent people that many times think outside the box. And then they're quite resourceful in uh, in creating these new revenue streams. And some of these will be here to stay for the long term because they realize they do work. So those things, uh, absolutely the operators today is, uh, are looking at revenue streams um, you know, that, uh, that still provide a good flow through, um, which is really important for, for them as well. Good, thank you. Tom, my final question today is on an industry which is also linked to hotel, but an industry you know very well. So my question is, when am I going to be able to enjoy again a hot stone massage in a spa and a wellness area? And if possible, do you think I can enjoy that on a cruise ship? So yeah. what are your thoughts? Yes, I just had one. 
Ah, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I think here again, they they are starting to come back. And, and uh, certainly you'll see the cruise industry. There is so much pent up demand for cruising now. Um, the cruise ships will come back and they will have very, very tight protocols. Um, but I, I, as I said, I, I've had a couple of massages recently and the protocols are different. The hygiene is different, the social distancing is there. Um, I had to wear a mask and, you know, both the, both the service provider, you're protecting not only the provider and you're protecting yourself, but they're also in the spa and the health and wellness business. If, if I look at some of the spas and operators out there, they're doing touchless services. Well, I have a hard time kind of going through a touchless massage. Well, that's separate. <laughs> but we, you know, in, in, it's just a different experience when you're on a massage table and you're wearing a mask, um, both the provider and yourself. Um, but they're coming back um, and, and they will come back. And it's just, again, I go back, it's back to the different levels of hygiene and protocols that are employed within the, uh, within the operations. Good, excellent. Well, at least you know we finish on a, on an uplifting note. You know, can't wait to have that hot hot stone massage again. Tom, it has been great talking to you. Thank you very much. I'm sure our viewers are going to enjoy this conversation, watching it as much as I did taking part of it. If you have any questions, viewers, uh, by all means, for either Tom or ourselves at Sanctify. Do not hesitate to ask your question and contact us through your favorite social networks, Facebook, Twitter, or or LinkedIn, sorry. Uh, also, we are part of a series of webinars covering topics such as travel, but also nutrition, health. So again, through this social network, do not hesitate to join us uh, as soon as you can. In any case, thank you for everyone watching us today. Please stay safe and well, and thank you again. Bye-bye. Travel well. <laughs>